All right, Mena fans and Mena fandom listeners, you are spoiled this week. It's the fourth recording because uh, the other Canadian, not BA, I know um, everybody probably knows a BA, but this guy's called Killer Kowalski. He wanted to come on the show to talk about me firing John from Mena's Live. Killer, how are you? Not bad, Mena. It's good to, good to be here on a, this great program. Yeah, good to have you on. And um, that unmistakable Canadian accent. Um, so tell me, what, what upset you so much about me letting go John from Men Is Live? Well, I think it was a pretty fucking soft move. And it really didn't do anything to benefit you in uh, like getting anything to do with the YouTube or anything like that. Plus, you know, John went out of his way, bought, bought a Rotocaster to, uh, you know, get good at the calls and all that stuff. And actually, you know, really always enjoyed, you know, Menner's live content and stuff. I mean, we used to do live watches of that. So I just kind of thought it was a soft move. And that as soon as you have something that you kind of disagree with, you just buckle to the uh, pressure that K- Kirk could possibly be mad at you. No, it's not that. I just, as I said many times, it was, it was just one of those things. It's not personal against John. He's a great guy. I consider him a friend. Uh, he might not consider me a friend anymore, but I still consider him a friend. But, you know, he just can't play slap and tickle with sneakers all the time and then expect to come and work on Men's Live. I mean, honestly, it's been bugging me for years that that John is one of those people that has to be liked by everyone, even some fucking loser. And then... I just can't have a situation where in a couple of weeks I'm meeting in the mines, John's there giggling with sneakers about the whole Tibbetts thing. So I just got in early. Yeah, but see, John and sneakers hate each other. Uh, that's the thing about it is John just doesn't uh, – John's willing to do a show with somebody sometimes that he doesn't like for the good of content. If anything, you'd say you could say he's a slave to the content. Yeah, I disagree with that. I think John, in some way, has encouraged Sneaker's behaviour over the last two years. Um, you know, him and his little giggling fan club about whenever they cause some trouble and, you know, they're delusional enough to think that they, um, you know, are content makers. And as I said, it's not personal against John. And I, I just want Men Is Live to try and get uh, bigger and better in 2022. And, you know, this is the first step. Uh, Cullinane, you know, he admitted, it, you know, he he doesn't trust John. They don't want John having that na- um, network access. So what what am I going to do? Okay, so they didn't trust John, so you booted him. Okay, and then did you get any network? No, access? it didn't. the The order wasn't like that, and it wasn't implicit. It wasn't. It, it wasn't explicit from uh, that they didn't trust John. That was just got the fi- the feeling I got. But you thought that this optically would look better and hopefully get you access to the network. No, 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 absolutely not. That's not, that, that's not, it wasn't like that, but it, it's all part of it that I, I just, this whole thing, when I, when I was watching John after what happened on his show, Meeting of the Mind, I thought, this guy can't produce my show. I mean, because even when they, uh, even when all these little buddies cross every line in the book and get Kirk's kids involved, he's still there, semi defending them, not really going hard in on them. And I'm just like, you know what? This is not my producer. This this is fine. John should be John and do his show, and I'll be Manners and do Manners live. Well, it's just it's crazy. It's another producer you've rolled through. Like is is. Eventually, is there not sort of some common issue that maybe you're the problem? Uh, no, absolutely not. I'm actually the producer. Like, I do all the content. But all the producers did with um, 
you know, when I was on KMN was give me access to the network. So they did very little actual producing. And John was a great producer in terms of really putting the effort in and trying to get the calls going. Uh, but there's no way he bought all that equipment just for my show. He was going to buy it anyway, and he probably just accelerated it a bit. He didn't – would you – look, would you expect someone to go out and buy, you know, $1,000 worth of equipment for a fan show that happens once every six weeks at, at the best? No. Well, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't expect a guy to do a fucking show with Jay either not every night either. That he shouldn't. John. John's kind of a That's good point. A weird guy point. in that way, where he'll do uh he'll do things kind of on a whim and just kind of keep with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, John's a great guy. I, I say it before and I will say it again. He's a great guy. It's just not right for men as live. I don't think the issue's me. I, I said it before. You know, my run on the network was plagued by. Um, controversy, but it, it was all uh, wasn't my doing. You know, I got chucked off the network for slagging the the sponsors. Then I went to the morning. Then I came back at night. Justin quit because he had mental health issues. Nick got married. I mean, I've had a pretty good run with producers. Um, so yeah, I, I think well, it's, you've, that's you've, false. You've shit pretty well all over mental health. I mean, that was the whole Carabas uh, thing that you had that major issue, and mental health is kind of an underlying topic at all times on KMS. So that's a pretty you know, shitty thing to uh, pick on. Uh, <laughs> it's so random to bring that up. Uh, yeah, obviously uh, I wasn't shitting on mental health. I stand by what I said. Carabas was full of shit. Um, I think him making, him making himself out to be in the middle of some mental health battle cheapens the battle that Kirk and Justin and those people go through. But as someone explained to me, you can't compare, you shouldn't compare mental health because you sound like an asshole. Um, but yeah, that's fair. I I just think John was going to help you with the show. John was going to at least, you know, have people lined up trying to call in, you know, John was going to, John was going to help, uh, give you some stuff all the time for, for Menor's Live. And like I said, he was a big fan of Menor's Live. And I just believe that John would have had your best interests at heart overall. Absolutely. He's a sweet guy, but I guess moreover, I'm just disappointed in him, Killer, that he couldn't evolve into someone that starts to, you know, set some some boundaries, set some standards, set some morality, um, you know, to, you know, makes up makes up the mind how they want to live their life. And, um, you know, I'm disappointed that he's still, you know, the same. He hasn't got past this thing where everybody has to like him. He can't, I mean, yeah. So, look, as, yeah, that's just the way it is. You know, the show's moving on. Uh, Minifandom, the podcast, is a huge hit. So at the moment, I'm happy doing that. As you know, my ch- chances of getting back on the network um, don't look good, but I'm going to keep trying. Well, I was just going to ask you about the, the, the network stuff, because what I don't understand is you've been in Cullinane's corner pretty much from the beginning, and he kind of just shits on you and doesn't treat you with any sort of respect. And really, you're the most dignified person that the network has had in regards to producing content. It's, it's, a, it's a good good point. I mean, I don't know why Dave isn't more welcoming, why he doesn't see my help as a, a generous offer of someone who wants to revitalize the flag in KMN network. I, I think he's threatened by me. And also, I think that he, he – I don't think before he took the job as um, – producer of the Kirk Minahan show, he he was really up for all the criticism he was going to get. Like I, I still think it probably annoys him when I criticise a lot of stuff he does. Um, 
I think he'd probably prefer me just to be like Tim in Canton and say everything's good, uh, Carl's perfect, you know, five Clemmers out of five Clemmers for Cullinane, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, that's not the way I roll. I mean, I call it like I see it. I love Dave. I think he's got a long way to go as a producer of the show. But um, unlike Steve, you know, he's a terrific guy and he's, he's trying his best. See, he's been probably the biggest disappointment. I think everybody had this expectation that he was going to revitalize the network. You know, some of the best times within KMS is when the YouTube was kind of in full flight. And he just seems to have not done anything with that bit of content. Like like this week, as an example, like him, Harrison, none of them are putting out anything. It just seems like they're kind of a, I don't know, a shell of what they could be. Uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, they look, they're allowed holidays. They're allowed to go and take a week off and not record shit. That's fine. I won't begrudge them that. It is their job to be in there in studio most of the time. But uh, you're right. I mean, that's very disappointing. I expected a lot more of Cullinane on that aspect, um, and it hasn't come to fruition. I'm, I'm not sure why. In in private correspondence to me, he blames getting interns, but I don't know how that's possible, that it can be that hard to get interns. And then I don't understand why when after a couple of months of not getting interns, you don't go, okay, man, as well, let's do some shit together. You know, it's, 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 it's a tough – it's a bitter pill to swallow um, at the moment, Killer. See, and, and that's, I guess, what my, my great question is in regards to Cullinane is I just don't really understand – like what takes up the time and why there can't be anything, you know, there's, they attempted to do a half-ass show at the end of every, like after every show, like they don't really put out clips. They don't put out any sort of social media presence. Like it just seems like uh, they're basically just kind of packing it in and just taking a paycheck lately. Other than like the show has been good. I just mean all the aspects outside the show to try to grow the show. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't get it. I, I I'm I'm I'm. It's hard to fathom how that the the content has slipped. I mean, even when Steve and Justin was there, there was as I said, there was three wrap up shows a week. I, I liked that when they had three different Minna fans. At least you got three different perspectives on stuff, even if you didn't like them all. They had Justin and the Minna fans before that. Mike and the Minna fans. It, it's sad. It's really sad as a as a fan of not just the main show but also Minna fan content. Um, yeah, it breaks my heart. Yeah, well, the Minifan content always helps the main show. Like, it always gave them kind of something different to talk about or something different for them to shit on. So it's just kind of, like, this last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of inside stuff again. And I think there's a lot, there is a lot of people that do like the inside stuff. Not everybody needs to hear every day on, like, you know, I don't really care what Jerry's talking about on his show every day. If I did care, I would listen to Jerry's show and shit like that. Like, it, t- it gave him a few more crutches to have content-wise. That's right. And the more content that's out there, the easier it is to find good stuff. The main show just plays the really entertaining stuff like they used to do. There was almost a show every night on the network and they didn't play much of it, but they played the really juicy, fun stuff. And that, that's the way it should be. So, yeah, I, I, I hope Cullinane turns it around, but I guess I've just got to lower my expectations and expect that 
we enjoyed the main show. Uh, I said, I'll record this podcast. And if next year things turn around and color name surprises us all with some, you know, organizational skills and some initiative and some, some real sort of, um, I guess, progress as not just a producer, but as a, a Minifan, then, you know, someone who should be helping the Minifans, then I'll be proven wrong, but I, I just shouldn't expect too much, I guess. How he hasn't brought great thinkers back for any sort of episodes is actually one of probably the more disappointing things. That show was just, it was ridiculous. It was PKMS kind of a, on the YouTube of just how dumb and but funny it was at the same time and how he hasn't went back to that well at all. Is what, what, exactly. Like, shitty. why doesn't he just do that once a week? How hard would it be to organize that once a week? He's probably got some little group chat, chat is in anyway, playing slap and tickle with Minna fans. He just once a week, he says, all right, who's free to join me in an hour. And he grabs the first few people and they talk about show shit. I mean, how hard would that be to do killer? I mean, Oh, Come he's on. Super he's in studio all week. I mean, that's why I do these shows. I'm in my podcast studio all week. I've got a spare hour. I think oh, I'll fucking record him in a fandom. I mean, what is Cullinane doing? Does he even care about the main show anymore? Maybe you're right. He's just taking a paycheck. It's just like, okay, I'm getting paid good money. Um, yeah, this is fine. I'll just, you know, clock out um, two o'clock in the afternoon as soon as I can and off I go and, you know, listen to the radio and, as you say, listen to Jerry Callahan and, you know, watch some hockey. I mean, it's it, it's pathetic. Yeah, I, I don't want to pretend I really – I know how to produce a podcast, I know how to do any of that, but, like, there's nothing about their show that you can tell me hat takes hours and hours to pre-produce to be ready for the main show. Like they no, he doesn't even edit it. Twitter stuff and whatever. Yeah, I don't think he edited, edits it. I don't think he masters the audio afterwards. So, uh, as I said, you, you great think this is a great example. You know, why hasn't he gone back to doing that once a week or something? You know, where's the gumption? Where's the, uh, you know, forward driving hunger? So what were you saying? Yeah, so I guess what I'm getting at is, like, like I just don't understand why he doesn't produce more, doesn't do anything more. Why? Like Harrison, I guess, is just kind of a background guy. But then what I was getting at is you're doing a show now with Red, and Red is just literally all about Cullinane, just thinks Cullinane's the greatest guy in the whole world. Yeah. I mean, Red Red and Tim both talk the, the good sense that we should just be happy we've got a, a good main show. Low, as I said, lower our expectations because if I think about it, I get too upset. And, and Killer, I'd say do the same. You know, you just get on the meeting of the minds with John, you know, a couple of times a week and have a bit of a giggle and, you know, laugh about the time sneakers did this and sneakers did that. And that, I think that's just the way to live from now on. Yeah, see, that's too bad, but but it is kind of what it is. What do you think, uh, well, Who the new battle of podcasts, who do you think is going to have a better show long-term, Clemmer or uh, Justin? Oh, Clemmer by a mile. I mean, Justin is such a talentless hack. Uh, he cannot sustain any interest. I don't know what he's thinking. He has no instincts at all. He could barely do anything on the main show. His only entertainment value is laughing at him. So I guess if he does like a jackass thing where it's just him like hurting himself and spewing and, um, I don't know, eating like 20 laxatives every night, I don't know, something like that might be entertaining. But generally the, the Clemmer show I don't think will make it through the year, but it will be better than Justin's. Do you think that the Clemmer show will put an end to Quantum Week? 
I don't think Quantum Week will see it uh, till the end of 2022. I think you can start to see they're going the separate ways. It's probably plateaued as a show. So, you know, this live show they've just done will kind of be the, the high point for Quantum Week. And then they'll probably, as I said, go their separate ways. You can hear the tension on Quantum Week. Carano is doing really well with Jerry. Chris is doing well with Kirk and his own stuff. And hopefully we'll get NHCast back. Well, see, I haven't listened to that yet, so I'm going to have to listen to that. I think it's interesting that Kirk is trying to force this breakup. Yeah, I mean, it's no surprises. I think everybody knew as soon as Clemmer started going into studio with Kirk that there'd be problems between Chris and Carano. He, uh, he seems to be enjoying that part very much. But if that keeps Chris on the show long term, I'm okay with that as well because I'd rather him on the show than Carabas. Yeah, same. And have a listen to NHCast. It's really interesting hearing Chris with Ethan there. They're a really good combo. There's there's less of the sort of, um, I don't know, I, I guess, you know, Carano's a bit sensitive. He's a he's a little bit touchy. There's a bit of prima donna about Carano. Even though I like him, I, I, you just hear when Chris is in the mud with Ethan and they're, they're mucking about talking about Pittsfield or, or something um, or the Chop House. It's great podcasting. So go and listen. You'll you'll hear that that's got a big future. NHCast. I'm hoping 2022 they come back. Interesting. Yeah. See, I, the other one. What about? Uh, do you listen to much Blind Mike content or no? Nope. I don't listen to much of that. Sometimes I'll put on Blind Mike Project if they're talking about sort of show stuff, but generally it's just not for me. It's not for me. I'm not interested in hearing those guys talk about comedy or anything really. Uh, Craig doesn't do it for me. He's an on-air personality. Uh, he, he's someone to me who should be behind the scenes doing content. Um, I th- I think Why Are You Laughing is the best show Mike does. Yes, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's, it's very good, very entertaining. Kind of imp- was kind of actually impressed that they, for Mike, I think. You're a bit a soft. What's he, you, are you like eating the microphone or something? No, I'm just on my phone here. All right. Um, but I was going to say, it, it seems to be, he, he did a lot of planning into it compared to what he normally does. Yeah, it's a really good show. Why Are You Laughing? I found um, interesting. I'd love to um, help him with an episode one day because there's definitely ways it could improve. Um, <laughs> I don't really think it actually needs anyone else but him just narrating. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that's got a big future. But, yeah, not into blind my content. Don't listen to a very good show. Don't listen to any of that shit. Um, you know, I'd rather blow my brains out. What about your uh, what about your good friend Michael Montante? Or are, are, are you guys uh, on good terms? Again, nice guy, but just insane. I listen to bits and pieces of his show every now and then. He's actually uh, he's an entertaining guy if you don't listen to what he's saying. Like if if he's talking about KMS, he's entertaining. But when he sort of you know gets onto anything where he's trying to comment about the world, it's just the most insane babble. Uh, it's almost dangerous. Um, so, yeah, I'd deplatform him. It seems like uh, there's already trouble in paradise with him and VD. VD can't work with anyone. VD is one of those people that just torpedoes every show. He admits it. He says he gets bored, but I don't think he gets bored. I think he's just got um, difficult interpersonal relationship skills. I think that's why he spends 90% of his week with canines because uh, I, I think he just – 
he's on their level. I'm not talking intelligent because Vita is very intelligent, but I think he just likes what he gets back from them rather than humans that, uh, you know, challenge what he thinks and says. Um, so, yeah, Vita's a terrific guy again, but I'm not surprised he's torpedoed that show. Yeah, Gathering of the Goats was really good. I was, I was sad to see it go, that's for sure. I did notice that uh, Tim Riggles tweeted out that he's uh, a possibly a return of All in the Minna family. That would be fantastic if they're apparently what mid January they're going to do one show. So uh, that would be great. I hope it happens on the network. I hope Cullinane helps them get access. Um, yeah, no, terrific. Yeah, see, I always, I really like always Madawaskar Alba. I think Madawaskar Alba is actually really good. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Um, I, I enjoy him too. And their show was great. See, that's the sort of thing. Where's Where's the flagship show? As I've said for months, there should be one show a week, bare minimum. Well, and that's what's interesting is because I think they're kind of buddies with Colin Ain, so I've always been surprised that they didn't come back quicker. Yeah, I think they just got the shits with putting in all that time. I think I think what happened in Soco was a real wake-up call to a lot of Minna fans where – People spent hours putting these videos together and Cullinane just dismissed them on a whim. I, I think that really hurt a lot of Minna fans because you say you're not um, you know, someone that's proficient in production, but making videos is a pain in the ass and it can take a long time. And if you're putting you know, a video together for 12 hours and you hear someone go, oh, I just didn't play it, and it's clear they probably didn't even watch it before the show, um, yeah, that's disappointing. So I think it probably has put a few Minna fans off um, submitting fan content. Well, I always thought that, that was kind of funny because I like I really always like Warden's work and Warden's videos for that I thought were really good. But there's no way they could have watched them and then decided not to like use them better than they did. Exactly. So it's just a, a dog shit situation, but we've been through that. Um, anything else, Killer, before I let you go? No, no, I, like I said, the steam's kind of died on me being mad at you about John's thing. I'm just disappointed that you you can't see past the whole sneakers thing, but I I think you'll be regretting the decision of not using John. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and it's a fair point, but I'm a passionate guy. and it's, I said this has kind of been building up for a while with John, and it was just got to a point where I just couldn't um, – stomach it anymore and and i hope you learned something from it i said i'm just disappointed um at some point you just got to have principles um what okay i'll ask you one question any predictions for 2022 because you know red tim both said they think the show will end in 2022 do you think that's what's going to happen i'll be shocked if the show makes it to june wow okay i just i just don't think that like his heart's in it as much as it should be to do it and I just think it kind of drives him drives him a little bit crazy. Like, but the problem for him is like I think he has to have a show to get like his thoughts out and stuff. So I don't know what he's gonna do if he doesn't have a show to do. Is kind of the weird part. Yeah, I think you'll find something to do. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back on radio somewhere. Yeah, I actually think the show will keep going. I think Kirk will keep doing the podcast because it's easy. While Bar still pays him, he'll keep doing it. I guess my big question is, do you think they'll ever get back to five days a week or do you think they're going to get less than even down to like less than three days a week? Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it goes down to once a week eventually and the case becomes more of their focus time wise. Um, 
you know, I, I wouldn't mind that. Actually, one three-hour show a week, one three- or four-hour show a week would be fine. And I think, as I said many times, Kirk is super talented with this case stuff. If he gets a producer that can produce a true crime podcast really well, I, I think he could kill it. And Barstool needs someone. And even if you're talking about, like, advertising, even though it's not gambling, um, you know, it's hitting a market that's, you know, not classically Barstool and you can still, you know, put ads in shows and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think um, that's the future. Do you think the, the case puts too much pressure on him, like, in general, and that's kind of part of the problem with, uh, like, producing a bunch of extra content overall? Is it just so time-consuming and just such a big undertaking that it just, yeah, it just suck, sucks the life out of kind of everything else? For Kirk, you mean? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think that's it. I, I think Kirk is backing away from all the the stuff around the show for his own mental health. That's my best guess. I don't I don't think it's a time thing. I mean, what does he do? I mean, he records for a few hours a week, and what else does he do the rest of the week? I mean, his kids are not babies anymore. He's he, well, he plays golf. I mean, he's got plenty of time. Don't tell me he doesn't have loads of time. You know. So yeah, no, I don't think that's it. Are, do you think Colin's the right choice to produce it, or do you think he should have went outside that scope? He should have one hundred percent gone outside that scope and got somebody who's produced a hit true crime podcast before. There would have been tons of producers in the states queuing up to work with Kirk after the success of season one. They would have heard that and thought, you know, with a bit of tweaking, I can make this instead of a you know a three and a half star podcast, a five star podcast overnight. And and that he should have brought someone in with a track record. I don't get it. Kirk's a smart guy. He went to a good school. He went to college. He seems to know a bit about business. But then why bring in two producers who've never done a narrative podcast before? Because it would have been different if it had Steve carry over because I guess you could say, well, Steve could have corrected the errors from season one and maybe got better. But, yeah, big mistake. It's a swing and a miss for me. See, I, I'm wondering if, there's going to be enough issues within the case that that'll be the end of Colony. That's, I think I heard you say that somewhere, and it's a good point. If Colony completely fucks up the case, would it be the end of him? Quite, quite possibly. Yeah, it'll be an interesting year. I'm, just, I'm like I said, I'm really glad that you're uh, doing this Minifan content the way you're still doing it because it is nice to have something like that out in the world. So that's well, thanks, Killer. Yeah, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a big fan of Canada. Hopefully um, we'll meet at a live show one day. You bet, buddy. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for coming on Minna Fandom. Listeners, four shows this week. Uh, when Kirk retires, I'm ready to pick up the mantle and just keep going. Maybe I can inherit not just the KMN network, but the actual YouTube network and the main show feed. Wouldn't that be something? All right, peace out, 2022. See you then.